Hi, I'm Melvin, and this is Love Letter Podcast. Hello, hi. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I hope that you are doing well whenever you are listening to this. Um, thank you so much for your patience. Um, what do I say? What do I say? Um, glad to be back. Um, but no, I think we'll of course discuss it and it's in the title, but life is dynamic. Let's say it that way. Um, nothing particularly new or interesting happening. However, I think I've maybe set it up until this point, at least a couple times, this is super new for me. This is as as exposed as I've ever been, as publicly visible. I mean, you consider Instagram or social media, whatever. Anyway, um, this is certainly, I would say, probably the most visible or, I won't say honest because I'm not, like, lying everywhere else, but I'm, like, talking about my actual life in, like, words that y'all can, like, spit back at me. But as I mentioned before, I think looking at my community, looking at how... I'm a broken record at this point. How society operates, the whole thing. Like, I have a variety of things that I want to discuss that I've mentioned up until this point. Um, I think I tend to love a plan that is often (laughs) overambitious. But I don't think that that's the only thing that's kind of happening here. I think part of it, or at least the reason why we're not talking about the brain this week, is that the brain is kind of vast in its operations. And of course, I knew that, but I think the imperative of it made it seem, and not make it made it seem any easier. It's just like, oh no, you have to do this, and not like out of social obligation, but like, bro, like, say it to the people. Um, and so instead of getting on here and nerding out for what will be two hours and thirty-seven minutes about the brain and everything I've learned since undergrad. Um, I really want to make sure that I am coming from a place that is helpful and practical and not overwhelming because I think I would love for this to be something where you kind of jump on and jump off where it makes sense or where you have need. And then also more than anything else and just kind of filling our brains up with more knowledge because we're being inundated with information um, is practical things that we can do that can facilitate us meeting ourselves more deeply. I think that that's in a nutshell, a kind of the hiccup. Um, however, I think the silver lining in there, um, or the Louis Vuitton, who cares about the pronunciation? The Louis Vuitton lining in there is in the the two weeks that I've been gone. I think it's been two weeks. Two weeks that I've been gone. Like I, in that time, I went to the Virgil Abloh exhibit. That's in New York City at the Brooklyn Museum. And I was so struck by the exhibit, of course, and my response to the exhibit that I felt that moving forward with the the topics I've intended or not was something that is worth kind of commenting on, especially whenever the nature of this whole thing is observe your life, see what you respond to, see what kind of elicits and elicits a reaction from you that might be worth pursuing or kind of considering 
and or like taking this data. <sighs> In addition, um, fear, our good old friend. So I don't have any specific outcomes planned for this. I don't have. I'm not necessarily trying to make a career out of podcasting. I think for me, it is like I think I mentioned in a previous episode, I have a very specific number or at least I've had a very specific number of things that I wanted to say and share from my own experience and the stuff that I kind of see in relationships and see in my communities. Um, But I think it is also very easy, or at least it was for me, to get caught up in the age-old question of who are you to say all of this stuff and to take these risks and put yourself out there in these ways when you haven't navigated this before. I think that's a really big thing. Um, And I've also never been the type to want followers. It's just like, oh, y'all, I did this thing. I learned this. Like, here, take something from it or not. Um, But no, I think I was very much so struck by a little bit of fear, a little bit less related to having... I guess, and it's, it's, it feels weird saying having a public platform than um, discussing how our brain function both helps and hinder us in a way that is scientifically accurate, especially given how metaphysical I am. Like, I love science, but I also love things <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, that is scientifically accurate easily digestible and immediately applicable and yet because i'm extremely interested in these things and am working all the time to kind of address these things i don't think that i'm the only one that can say anything to that effect and i'm certainly not the only one that is but it's your turn to hit, so you need to step up to the plate and swing. So, um, yeah, and I think I'm also, to a small degree, kind of flying blind here. Um, I haven't, like, called or asked for feedback, but I don't know how um, you might be responding to this. I don't know if it's been helpful. I don't know if it's just been funny. And so I think going into something with, oh, I intend this, and I hope that people get this, there's always the, the even if only slight, the distinction between what you intend for people to hear and receive and then what they ultimately kind of receive, um, decode, and ultimately take away from something. So I think that's a, a, maybe a thinly veiled request for feedback to let me know if you've enjoyed this, what you've enjoyed, what you might want to hear more or less of. Um, so this is at least, if not a conversation, that there is some level of multi-directional um, interaction that can help me think that I'm not like calling back from Mars to earth and not getting a response. But if I am to say why me, I think it is probably something, at least a few dozen of us. Um, and of course this is only for millennials, but millennials, millennials might be feeling, which is like, okay, I did the thing that I was supposed to do. I followed the plan, I've been met with some level of dissatisfaction or frustration or bitterness or anger um, at one thing or another. And, oh, there are these things that I might be interested in trying and exploring, but who am I to try those things? And 
who says that my life can be different and I can start anything at this age, whatever age that is, and then it turn into something. Um, I think for me, I'm less focused on outcomes, even though the outcomes are the things that are the scariest, <laughs> less focused on outcomes than I am. Like start this thing, try it, see what you respond to and how it impacts you much more than, oh, let me try and paint this painting for it to ultimately be sold at auction. Like, I think given that so much of our lives and so much of who we are are developed and sculpted without much of our input, again, going back to like our early childhood development, I think given that we presumably have so much life left and the time is only going to keep flying by, that we undergo a process of becoming than a process of achieving. Um, or maybe it's some, some part of both. Like It's like having the achievements that you have related to your job and, and your existing hobbies, but also what can I then explore and do that helps me, again, meet myself more deeply and just essentially become without that being an outcome-driven process and just like an experience-driven process. Um, so yeah, so I think with all of that, hopefully that was helpful to some degree. So with that, let's talk about Virgil Abloh. Virgil Abloh was the artistic director, he's since passed, but he was the artistic director at Louis Vuitton from, I think, 2018. And he's a creator of the brand Off-White, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um of the brand Off-White that you see a bunch of people wear it's the yellow and black or whatever. It comes in a bunch of different colors and such. But the exhibit, which I think was designed for me, really highlighted process for him and essentially his mental approach when he was kind of going at his work. Um, he was trained as an architect, so he grew up in the States. I forgot where, I think in Chicago, because I think him and Kanye West um, interned together at Fendi and a bunch of stuff, but he was trained as an architect and eventually moved into being a designer while merging together architecture, graphic design, furniture design, music, contemporary art that came together to create not just the revolutionary thing that he did actually create, but his own approach to seeing things as continual works in progress. So he's probably most recognizable by his use of language in quotation marks. And I think that's hearkening back to what I just mentioned, where he, he said, I see people and things as always a work in progress. So the exhibit is aptly named Figures of Speech because for him, asking questions and prototyping was as much of the process as the final output. The exhibit made it a point to highlight that you would see prototypes alongside like finished pieces. So there were a couple um, sheets of paper that kind of showed his process of like, essentially like building a font for something that ultimately ended up being a design or not. Um, but then it also featured a lot of everyday things. Um, a necklace fashioned out of, they were gold, but paper clips, a gas station sign, and I think just the process of projecting onto Virgil this 
otherworldliness and this creativity that was his like let's not get ahead of ourselves but you see how he took everyday things and made something out of it and walk away thinking wow Virgil Abloh instead of okay what everyday things am I surrounded by that might not need to be fastened into jewelry but it's somehow indicating or telling me something that is worth exploring more or considering further or inspiring me to do something that I'm maybe not already doing that would give me satisfaction that I don't currently have. For example, the exhibit featured a, a Louis Vuitton kite that <laughs> looked cool, yes, of course, but who cares about Louis Vuitton? It was a cool kite. And so that inspired in me just like a sense of play and to maybe pull out my own kite. And so these things that we're experiencing, these things that we're consuming can often send us back to ourselves in ways that we might not otherwise, unless we're in a space where we can be inspired or in a, an emotional or mental state where we can be inspired. Additionally, I don't know if had he allowed himself to be boxed in, if he boxed himself in to just being an architect, which he was trained to do, which he sought becoming if we would have known him in the same light as we do now the Virgil Abloh that is a designer who can say however in the process of becoming himself he took that with him and I think for a lot of us we have gone to school and I don't know which one came first but we've gone to school we started careers that we've been more or less satisfied with um, or felt like we could go the distance doing and so I don't know if the dissatisfaction with the career came first or if the student loan payments came first and said, I can't do this shit. <laughs> but you can see in his approach that he didn't abandon his education. And I want to make it less about that specific education than it is that version of himself that gained something from architecture. Of course, in his process and the work that he did, you could see where architecture was pretty foundational. But regardless of if it was foundational or if it was something that was a means to an end that got him to, to Louis Vuitton and Donda and Fendi and Off-White, he took that with him. And I think sometimes we can think, at least I have sometimes, thought that, oh, I did this thing that I no longer want to do anymore that now doesn't satisfy me. Not necessarily let's throw it away, but I don't think that I need this anymore when there are when it doesn't just represent a stretch of our lives, it represents a, a stretch of our personal development and personhood that is kind of like if you think about inner child stuff, not abandoning your six-year-old self. So it's not ab abandoning the you that from age 18 to 21 had no clue what they wanted to study in school. Or age 19 to 21 when you didn't have a job and didn't know what you wanted to do next, what you learned in that time. To have full and rich and, and complete lives, we have to own, and I've probably said this a dozen times at this point, but we have to own the entirety of who we are and, and knowing, trusting, and allowing the expression of any of the various parts of ourselves to be, moderate, to be moderated to the degree we need them to be in any stage of life that we're in. Ooh, stumbled through there, but I think we got there. So if I don't become a chancellor at a university, but I think about why I wanted to become a chancellor whenever I did, 
it's like, okay, what essence in there is worth keeping and is necessary for me to have to be the full person that I want to be? The centerpiece of this exhibit is this social sculpture, which is this, depending on your perspective, large house that is not neat in the way that it's construct, constructed. So you can see there are gaps in, in the walls. You can see essentially through parts of the floor, but it was designed to be a communal space where artists and designers and musicians can come together and share ideas and create and to kind of breathe the same air. And I think because it's now got a place, we can marvel at the coolness of this structure, but it's really him speaking to the black experience of putting things together to the best of your ability to make use of what you have, and then it being a space that can birth a lot of great things. And I think that we could take that to mean that often a lot of the things that we want to do, a lot of the things that we have and a lot of ourselves aren't fully constructed and neatly placed together, but beautiful magic can still result, can still be born in spaces like those. So maybe my episode or, or my discussion of the brain won't be as crisp or as, I don't want to say scientifically accurate because I still want to be accurate, or as eloquent as someone else's but maybe it could still be useful so maybe the things that you've jotted down in that journal or that you think about whenever you're falling asleep or that you wish you could start on or you wish that you could finish maybe they won't come out the way that you you expect maybe all the edges won't be completely sharp but maybe they can serve a purpose that would otherwise not exist if you didn't undertake it and another thing I get from this this idea of this social sculpture is that we as humans, and this is something that I struggle with, we as humans are designed for community. I think we are looking at the remnant of this, this art, this intention, but it was designed to be of use. It was designed to be a place for connection, a place for collaboration. And it is in that that we meet each other more deeply and that we get to unlock things in ourselves that we otherwise wouldn't see. I think we've all had that experience where someone says, oh, this thing just comes easy to you. And you kind of shrug it off because it's like, unbeknownst to you, it does come easy to you. And so this process of considering, okay, what else could I be doing? What else could I explore that might help me meet more creative and more artistic or more insert adjective here, parts of myself is best done in collaboration with other people. So as I mentioned before, invite friends into this process, invite friends to go to that new art exhibit or to go roller skating or to go kiting or anything childish, anything quote unquote childish. Because even as kids, we didn't like playing by ourselves unless you did, but we got a lot of joy and satisfaction from playing with other people. And I honestly don't care how old you are. We are much too young to be finished products, to think, okay, this is all I'm going to be. This is just the way I am when there's still so much life to experience. And all that is is fear. If I try something new, I'm likely going to fail. And that is okay because that failure is either going to make us want to stop because oh, that wasn't for me, I didn't enjoy it. Or we'll say, okay, I learned something from that and I want to keep going. 
but we get nothing from not being in the arena, from not trying things, from not exploring things. I left this art exhibit wanting to make music. I've not officially done that, or at least not since high school. And so in that for me is a reclaiming of myself and also me just exploring something. I don't need anybody to hear the music. I don't need it to be a completed thing, but that I don't want to take inspiration for granted and not do something with it whenever I look at my life and say, oh, how could I be having more fun? How could I be more thrilled to get out of bed in the morning? And I think we all have opportunities like that. But I also know that it is not easy because we are taught, trained, and conditioned intentionally and unintentionally to not be ourselves. So it is no fault of your own that this this idea of being more creative, of, of doing anything differently is hard. That's not your fault. And so also give yourself some grace. Be patient with yourself. Recognize that as you consider drawing, if you haven't in decades, that you're going to experience some resistance. Plan for it. Expect it. But do not quit. Do not allow your life and yourself to pass you by. What is that Albert Einstein quote? The time is going to pass anyway. Sorry, that felt a little little edgy. But I read in this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron that, in her words, our creativity is our childlike selves. So if we have spent decades being mature or growing up or doing the, the prudent thing or being responsible, it can be very difficult to connect with that childlike part of ourselves that finds creativity as easy as breathing. So this process requires patience. It requires some slight level of persistence. So like just not giving up on this and being very gentle with ourselves. If you would not yell at or did not like being yelled at as a five-year-old, it's not going to help you become more creative or become more playful or to acknowledge different life paths that you might be interested in taking any easier. But what I gained from my experience at the museum, and it's easier at a museum in an exhibit where things are just kind of carefully curated. But what I did gain from that experience was that there are essentially butterflies of inspiration around us at all times if we are willing to take a little novelty to our environments and to observe what is around us and what is happening within us to see what is eliciting a response and worth exploring. So with that, I invite you all to go to an art exhibit that you've been wanting to see, a movie that you would like to share with a friend, or go outside and play kickball before it gets too cold, but something that might elicit a child likeness from you or that's just fun for you to do now. But if you are in these situations and you are inspired to do something or consider something or look up something, follow that. Don't expect it to take you to a finish line or an outcome because our lives are long. We have plenty of time to grow and to meet ourselves and to create ourselves. But don't ignore that thing like, oh, it would be fun to try this. And if you do have that experience, let me know what that is. Send a a, a carrier pigeon, a smoke signal, an email, a social media message. One, to let me know I'm not in this alone so I don't get too scared to prepare an episode. 
and two, so we can start and continue building and fostering the community that our generation is starving for. I think a lot of us want the same things. We're not, we're just not having conversations about it. I know this can all be scary, but to the best of your ability, do it afraid. I know that it can seem awkward, but do your very best to do it anyway. Don't be too cool to be yourself. I'm having to remind myself of that all the time. Like I'll be in a, a place and I want to initiate a conversation or give someone a compliment. And it's like, oh, well, I don't want to look weird or strange. Don't be too cool to be yourself. Who knows what life exists on the other side of us just following the things that inspire us and make us feel good. So with that, I love y'all so much and I will talk to y'all real soon.